0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the greatest spectacle is being brought to you with Julie Chewbacca, Berry, Anthony, AJ, Lujan, Flippard, Red John Miller, and this is Yet The KO. And three, two, one. Welcome, everybody, to your favorite MMA podcast playing in your car right now, and the best podcast on Franken culture. That's right, it's Get The K.O., and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, and I have my co-host with me today, and his name is Anthony A.J. Lou say what's up you can call me Lou but bite me yep and normally we would have a second person with us but due to a kitty accident and that's kitty k-i-t-t-y uh someone's had a pair of headphones and they probably are really mad at their cat what do you think Anthony
1: Right meow, I think she's really mad at the cat.
0: She has to be super mad, right meow?
1: Right meow, yep. Super right. mad, right meow. Right meow. I mean, she's cooled off a little bit, but I bet she's pretty upset, right meow, because she couldn't record with us tonight.
0: Right. I'm sure she's probably sitting around, because kind of fuming, right meow? Not knowing what's going on, and just being really stricken by it, so it is what it is. I guess we'll have to continue out. We'll have to continue on without her. Right, meow.
1: Yep, right, meow. We have our picks in. She sent us her picks, so we'll get them here going.
0: But before we go on with the predictions for UFC on ESPN Five, we have to cover UFC 240, and we're going to talk about the results that we had for our predictions. So let us start at the early prelims. It was Eric Koch versus Kyler Stewart. For the early prelims, um, Eric won by decision, uh, 67 of 99, 37 of 63 for significant strikes, 4 for 11 for his takedowns, 68 of 119, and 23 for 64 for significant strikes for Kyler Stewart, 0 for 8 for his takedowns, kind of a clear winner in that matchup, I like to think Eric just kind of came out and, and did what he had to do, what do you think?
1: I didn't get to catch any of the early prelims, but uh, I did ke- Looking at these stats. I mean, 0 for 8 for takedowns. Boy, you got to work on your takedowns. Got to work on them takedowns. Like, that's,
0: that's insane. There's no reason to ever go 0 for 8. So, tough breaks in those streets. So, Gillian Robertson versus Sarah Froda. Um, this was by KO in the second round for Gillian Robertson. So, big ups to, uh, it's not Gillian, it's Gillian. Gillian Robertson. Uh, fifty-one of sixty-four for significant strikes. Twenty-nine of forty-two for our uh, fifty-one of sixty-four for total strikes. Twenty-nine of forty-two for significant strikes. Sorry about that. Two for three for takedowns. Thirty-three of forty-six for her for uh, Sarah's total strikes. Nine for twenty for significant strikes. So she was missing a lot. That's insane.
1: Yeah. Um. It was definitely a good performance by. Jillian, uh, she looked really good out there. I can't wait for her to see what she, to her get back at it.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Um, as we moved into the prelims, we had Alexandre uh Pantoa versus Divison uh, Figuero Figueredo. Um, this went to decision. Uh, Figueredo, uh, one knockdown. Total strikes seventy one to one seventeen. Significant strikes sixty seven to one thirteen. Takedowns two for three. Uh, Alexandre, Alexandre. Uh, sixty-eight of one sixty, sixty-one of one fifty-one for significant strikes. Two for ten for his takedowns. That's a that's a lot of misses to have. Like that seems to kind of be a theme for the fight card. What do you think?
1: Yep, definitely. I uh, I definitely had this uh, thirty twenty-seven for uh, the winner that won the fight. Uh, I'm not even trying to say his name, Figurito.
0: <laughs> Figuretto.
1: Close enough. Frigoretto. <laughs> I definitely had him winning the fight he looked he looked more crisp.
0: Yeah. So Gavin Tucker versus Choi Suing Wu. Um Gavin Tucker won this in su- by submission, uh with three minutes and seventeen seconds. Total strikes forty-nine of seventy-seven, thirty-seven of sixty-two, five for thirteen for his takedowns, two submission attempts. Where Choi was forty-two of one-sixteen, twenty-three of ninety-six, and then two for two for his takedowns. The one thing I want to say about Choi, though, is he was very he was efficient. It just he I don't know I he was obviously outclassed in this matchup. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, definitely. He 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 threw in bunches. He threw a lot. Like that's that's a great output for being in a, a round and a half. But, uh, he just gave up a takedown and, uh, got tapped out.
0: Yeah, ultimately, that's what sucks. Sometimes, sometimes you come out strong and then, you know, the other guy just knows how to maintain his composure and that's exactly what we had in this fight. Um, Hakim Dawadu and Yoshinori, uh, Horin, sorry, I know I slaughtered that, um, this ended by a TKO for Hakeem. Um, he had one knockdown, 89 of 166 for strikes, 80 for 154 for significant strikes, 0 for 0 for his takedowns. Uh, Yosh- Yoshinori had 41 of 81, 39 of 79 for significant strikes, 0 for 1 for his takedowns. Uh, this was kind of a brutal matchup, just not going to lie about it.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. It almost felt like, like it was an easy matchup for Hakeem. I mean, he outclassed him so much, like you say.
0: Yeah, it wasn't it? Wasn't fair. Um, Alex Alexis Davis versus Vivian Arajo. Is it Arajo? uh Arajo? No, no, no. She's Brazilian. Do not pronounce it that way. I think it's Arajo, if I remember right. Um, Alexa Davis one thirty four for two thirteen. 68 of 137 significant strikes, 0 for 4 for takedowns. Total strikes uh, for Arajo: uh, 79 of 162, 67 of 148, and 2 for 2 for his strike or 2 for 2 for her takedowns. She did win this by decision. I did have her win in this fight as well. She, I thought she was the better fighter in this in this uh, matchup, so I gave a lot of props to her for it.
1: Yeah, definitely. She looked real good. I mean. She she didn't she didn't come out and she didn't try to uh, to take advantage of some TV time knowing that she was, she was gonna be the uh, the main card. Um, she came out here. She had a had a will to win, and that's what she did.
0: I liked her interview too. Like right at the end, um, she it just seemed like she was very composed the whole way through. She just I don't know. I I see big things coming for her. Like really big things coming. I really so I really we don't we. want to keep an eye on her. Uh scorecards did have it 29 28 29 28 29 28. Can I give you guys the the recaps to decisions for uh It was 30 27 30 27 30 27 which Anthony said he also had it 30 27. Um and then Eric uh Eric Koch had it 30 27 29 28 29 28. So those are all four obviously the winners. Um so let's move on. So, before we jump into this, Anthony, can you give us a breakdown of what the stats were, uh, our predictions were prior to getting
1: into the fight? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Cliff was sitting at 12 and 8. Julie was sitting at 10 and 10. And I was sitting at 13 and 7.
0: So, our first fight of the night. Um. We had Marc Andre uh Baralt versus Christoph Joko. Um this went all three rounds. Um stat wise we had Mark Andre uh sixty two of one oh two, thirty-nine of seventy-nine 70 significant strikes, one for three for takedowns. Joko was ninety-eight of one eighty-one, significant strikes was forty of one seventeen, and takedowns were one of seven. Um and all those for the winner, with a scorecard being by split decision 29-28, 28-29, 29-28, all for your winner, Joko. Anthony, how did we predict this fight?
1: Um, You and I both took Joko and uh, Julie took Marc Andre.
0: And I think it was like, I think it was the third round. was kind of like the iffy round where you were both it could have gone anyway. You could have flipped a coin and had that, that matchup. So I liked it. Um, I thought I obviously had a uh, Jocko. I had him winning the whole fight the, the whole way through. Um, I did have a 29-28 because I felt like in, um, I think it was the second round, Jocko just looked kind of, he looked too tired. And uh, Marc-Andre came through. It was like the corner came to Jocko and was like, you, you have to win this next round, so you have to put it down or else that's it. And, you know, Jocko answered, you know, how did you feel about the fight?
1: Uh, Jocko did, I felt, I felt like he controlled, uh, the majority of the fight. I really thought that, that he engaged when he wanted, he got out when he wanted, and every time, uh, the, uh, sorry about that, um, every time Mark Andre got close, he got out. And so, I got- I got I think it was thirty twenty seven for Jaco.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, that and that's how you saw the fight. No one can. No one can die how you were looking at it. Um, as we move up, um, uh, we did have uh Oliviera, Abin, uh Mercier versus Armin. Uh, I think it's Tsarkian. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Armin. Takuin. I mean we're going to slaughter it no matter what. I get laughed at cuz I slaughter it, so I don't even worry about it no more. Uh Olivier uh Olivier had a 36 uh 36 of 61 to 61 t- total strikes, 23 of 48 for significant strikes, 0 for 3 for his takedowns. Armin was 110 of 174, 47 of 105 for his significant strikes. 2 of 11 for his takedowns. Again, man, this is what... We're going to be talking about this the whole time. Like, you have got to be more efficient with your takedowns. I know we're, I'm kind of ranting on this. You got to be more efficient with your takedowns. It takes a lot of energy to, throw, to go in and shoot your takedowns. You've got to be more efficient at that. You've got to know your timing and you've got to know when to take a person down. Because this is a theme for the whole night. Um, this fight went down to decision... It was uh twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty nine, twenty eight, all for your winner, Armin Tuskarakin. Uh, Let's see how much I thought I'd say it differently every time. Anthony, two things: one, how did everybody pick the fight, and two, what did you think of the fight?
1: All right, so we all picked the winner. We we all got down right with uh, Tuskarakin, but um, I was, I actually had high hopes for Olivier. Um, coming into this fight, I thought he he was gonna have a good chance to put a good showing on, and then he got he got bullied. I'm gonna give him. I'm I'll, gonna I'll say that he got bullied in this fight, and now he's got to go back to the drawing board to figure out his game because he got bullied in a hard way, and this now makes him three losses in a row. Yeah.
0: So. It's a rough stretch, especially when you are. Regardless of what happens, like Dana White is clearly gonna look to ax you, especially if you drop three, three in a row. Unless your name's B.J. Penn, there's not much hope for you. So we gotta move up to our next fight. Um, Jeff Neal versus Nico Price. So this fight ended in TKO second round. Uh, 53 of 73 total strikes for Jeff Neal, 41 of 61 for significant strikes, 2 of 4 for his takedowns. Nico Price, 42 of 79, 24 of 57 for significant strikes, 0 for 2 for his takedown. So, as I mentioned, Jeff Neal won the fight. Anthony, how did you see this fight, and then how did everybody predict the fight?
1: Okay, so... I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give it up for Jeff Neal. He he came out here and he got the win like he needed to with the TKO. But can, can we talk about the brawling that Nico Bryce brings to the table? Holy smokes! Even when he was on the ground, he was trying to just throw haymakers at people. And It was I'm gonna fight off my back. I'm gonna smoke you. And he got hit. He got rocked, and then he came back to it real quick, and then got rocked enough. The referee was done with it. Um. So, shout outs to to Jeffrey Jeff Neal, but I'm gonna give shout outs to Nico Price as well. And we, this one was split. You and Julie took Jeff Neal, and I took Nico Price. I definitely was gonna go with Jeff Neal, but I didn't want it to seem like I was following you on every pick. This is gonna be the one pick that was gonna settle our our score this week. <laughs>
0: I actually like this fight a lot. You're right, Nico is a definite brawler. Um I think if he can focus the strikes um a little bit more, obviously it'll it'll go from being a brawler to being more of a tactical striker, which is important, especially in the UFC. Jeff Neal was just picking and choosing his targets, um, obviously percentage base it shows. And uh he was even looking for his takedowns, like he was actively searching. So going fifty percent for your takedowns two for four, I could definitely uh accept that. But as for other fighters, not a thing I can deal with. So let's get up to our co-main event, okay? Chris Cyborg, Felicia Spencer. You guys all know we took Cyborg. That's not even a secret. (laughs) So total strikes. This fight went all three rounds. So 138 of 234 for total strikes. 122 of 216 for significant strikes. Uh, No takedown attempts for Chris Cyborg. Felicia Spencer, um, she was the hometown girl, right? This was, She's the Canadian. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Total strikes, uh, 64 of 115. Significant strikes was 38 of 85. 0 for 8 for her takedowns. Now, this is kind of a different story. Spencer thought she had good takedowns, but Cyborg was just pushing her off. Um, she was... She's fierce, it's just cyborg um all three uh all three judges scored this fight thirty twenty seven for chris cyborg cyborg was a beast in this fight, like there's no question about it. she was moving in, she was moving out, she was picking her targets, she was defending well on the takedowns. Spencer was getting deep on some of those takedowns, and she just it was just it just wasn't happening, you know, and that is that is credit to chris cyborg man, she's just a whole nother beast. And we've known this forever, but uh, it's curious to see where she goes to the future. What do you think, Anthony?
1: Yeah, well, let's talk about this fight. Let's talk. Let's first off, let's talk about. uh, Let's talk about. uh, Um, Spencer, on this, let's talk about how many people get knocked down that first round or second round by Chris Cyborg. And Felicia Spencer opened her up in the first round. Then, not only that, but was not afraid to keep swinging on her. Like, she didn't back up. She wasn't running away from these punches. And I'm t- that that girl's tough. That girl is freaking tough.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. And that's, that's something that I think we said that prior to coming into the fight. I can't remember. But I remember we were all talking about the toughness that... Felicia Spencer was going to bring in especially cuz it was a hometown um and if she could score the upset it was going to be massive but it is Chris Cyborg we all kind of knew like this was kind of going to go one way and unfortunately well I don't want to say unfortunately um because even in this loss she came out as a winner so cuz you went against Cyborg and you went all three rounds and while it was a good fight for Chris it was an even better fight for Spencer so big ups to her I love it, and I hope that we get to see Spencer bounce back in her next fight and uh, show us something new.
1: Can we talk about the about the aftermath or the after, after pretty much the after pay per view? Did you see the video of Chris Cyborg uh, confronting Dana White? Yeah,
0: well, you were telling me about this, so why don't you uh, kind of divulge a little bit into it?
1: All right, so. I just watched. I watched a video of Chris throughout the, her day before on fight night, on the fight night, from the moment she got to the arena to her warming up to the walkout to them raising her hand to her coming back and getting stitched up. This is the first time she's had stitches, so she was all proud of it. Um, Dana is doing an interview. She waited for him. He came off. He shook her hand. She asked if she got a fight bonus. He's like, no. And she's like, well, and I do want my title fight and. Dana is like, yeah, I know you do, and we do too. And she's like, stop lying, Dana. She's like, stop lying. She's like, you don't want me to have that title fight. And he's like, no, we do. And she's like, when you can stop lying, we can talk.
0: Hmm. It's interesting because Dana, you know, I mean, I don't know if if Chris, for Chris, I don't know if I would, like, say anything to Dana, saying, like, confronting him like that. I think it would be one of those things where it's like, hey, um, we gotta have we gotta have a talk because I just beat her. I think I deserve the next title shot. I want my title shot. I want my rematch. Give me my rematch. Give me what I want. In the words of Batista, give me what I want. So, we'll see what happens. Um, I hope hope Cyborg gets a title shot. If not, hope she goes into pro wrestling because that would be even cooler. Uh, so we gotta move up. We have the main event going down. The main event. Max Holloway versus Frankie Edgar. Mind you, I want to caveat this. The legend, Frankie Edgar. I just want to put that out there. Uh, this fight went all five rounds. Uh, total strikes, 131 for uh, 330. Significant strikes, 129 of three, uh, 328. No takedowns for Max. 96 of 264 for Frankie. Uh, significant strikes was 96 of 264. 1 for 15 for his takedowns. Not very like uh, Frankie Edgar in this fight. Judges had it 50-45, 49-46, and 48-47 in this fight. Uh, this was something Anthony and I talked about offline, um, just to ourselves. Not, we didn't score that fight 48-47. At best, it was a 49-46 fight. Uh but Frankie Edgar did win. Uh, Frankie Edgar did lose this fight. Max Holloway is still your champ at featherweight, and um, we'll see what happens next for Max. I really want to talk more about Frankie and what happens next. Um, but Anthony, tell us who did we pick for this fight?
1: Okay, so we all picked Max Holloway, and I and I want to I want to put it out here. You, did, you, want, you said the, I think you said the, the great, what did you call Max or uh, Frankie Edgar? The legend. The legend Frankie Edgar. It's hard to, for me to, to, not, I hate on Max. That's it's not, it's not, I don't want to hate on Max. But Frankie Edgar is 37 years old. And we, we talked about this on the offline and and I don't want to get too deep in it because we argued about this for me and you could argue about this for an hour, but twenty-seven-year-old Frankie Edgar is a beast. I, I just, I, I just, I, I cannot say that. I'm surprised you had a forty-nine forty-six. I had a fifty forty-five. You gave that late takedown in the fourth in the third or fourth round, but I. I don't give him that because he didn't do anything. He didn't control him. Max got up within thirty seconds, and so I, I, I think it was a fifty forty-five. Kudos to Max for winning, and we can talk about what's going to happen to Frankie Edgar, see where he's going to go. But what do we? What does Max do next? Gosh,
0: I think Max stays right at one forty-five and just punishes people. He's got a. Um, there are some great competitors still. For him to fight, other than like a rematch with T City, I mean that that could be an obvious one. But there's other great fighters that you know that Max is going to fight. So I'm just curious to see what the UFC picks out next
1: for him. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like what what's going to happen. Who's who's Max's next opponent? Is it going to be Volkanoszimir? We all thought he was supposed to be Volkanoszimir, but it wasn't. Well, I think Dana wanted that run back
0: of um Frankie Edgar. So I mean I don't don't blame him because obviously T City knocked out Frankie, um, and then Max beat Frankie. Jose was doing his own thing. I think giving the title shot to Frankie was probably next was the best move. Um but yeah, I think the next person that you have, volnowski man, that that just has to be the next person that gets that title shot. Um I, I don't know, I'm kind of excited to see because he is gonna be a monster. Um he's on a huge winning streak right now. Obviously so was um you know, so was so was uh Max. So it'll be interesting to see where Volonovsky goes uh next.
1: Yep, I definitely agree.
0: So I wanna get back. Let's talk about the legend. Um himself, so you kind of mentioned it. We talked about it a couple times. Um, a twenty-seven year old Frankie Edgar versus a twenty-seven year old Max Holloway, and you stand to it, man. That, and I, I give you that that Frankie would win against Max, but I would still have to venture off, man, and say I don't think he does. Like I get it. Uh, Frankie has got great boxing. He's got he's got f- endurance for days. His cardio game is off the chart. But it's just Max is a different beast, man. Like, Frankie didn't get shorter. Like he's still a tall dude. He's got great, like I said, he's got skills that you can't replace, but there's just something about Max, man, that I think just sets him a class above everybody else. Yeah, but and that's not dick I'm not say saying that. I just want to put that out there. I'm, I'm going to say this.
1: Here's the thing about this. Max is a great fighter. He's a beast in his own, own, own way. He's doing things that we're like, wow. But he's taking on a slower Frankie Edgar. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that to say to put a diss on Max, but I'm I am gonna say that to put a diss on Max because he Frankie Edgar ten years ago would have took Max down to the mat without hesitation because of how fast he was, and 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 rode him and and punched him. And Frankie might, uh, Max might have got out of it, but what, what was that? What was the stat line on that that we we said it was? Um. One for fifteen for takedowns. He doesn't. He wouldn't need fifteen tries to take for takedowns, if he's twenty-seven years old against this Max. He, he it might be eight, because he, he wouldn't have to try. He wouldn't be that as tired. I think that, I I just think that it's just age is caught up to him, and he's a bit slower. That's why it's so easy, much easier for Max. To defend a takedown,
0: I, I don't know, man. It's there's a huge difference because obviously Max Holloway is um, he's seventy one inches tall, man. You know what I mean? Like he's a and he's got a sixty nine inch reach. He's just long and lanky, Um, and and you would think that Frankie would be able to use his experience. Of getting close and getting into takedowns. Because let's be real. When he jumped in and was boxing and looking for his ones and twos. Max just blocked. Parried. Bam. Bop, bop, bop. Got back at it. I'm just saying this same Max Holloway versus a Frank Yeager. It would be an awesome fight. I would love to love to see that run run back. But I just, I don't know man. I just think I, I would give it a closer fight. It probably would have been a 48-47 fight. But I just think Max comes out on top in it.
1: It's it, it's this whole LeBron versus MJ thing it, over and over, and it really is. And it, it's 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 a, they're different eras, eras. But tell me how sluggish. T- if you can tell me, right, meow, that that Frankie Edgar didn't look sluggish and takedowns. 9 through 15. I'm going to call you crazy. Because he looked hella sluggish. Oh, no. Like, Frankie he, Edgar he died. 10 years ago. Frankie Edgar 10 years ago. Wouldn't have t- died out. He wouldn't have needed to because Max wouldn't have been able to stop his takedowns. Ten, Frankie Edgar at 27 was super quick in shooting at, at the people at legs. And he it's it, it's father time him. Yeah.
0: I mean, I could feel you. I, I can hear where you're coming from with that. I am still going to kind of lean that a height difference m- makes it big, right? It's a huge difference. Being 71 inches tall versus being 66 inches tall. That 5-inch height advantage with, uh, I, think, I think it's 67-inch reach for Frankie versus a 69-inch reach. Like, not only are you going to punch up, but you're you got to go into the pocket to get your punches in. And we've seen, we've seen fighters. We've seen David and Goliath situations before where, you know, David beat Goliath. I mean, just look at uh, Reese versus um, AJ. Like that was, that's a great example right there. But unfortunately for this situation, it wasn't that way. Max is very composed. He's a great fighter. He keeps cool and calm under pressure. And, Frankie looked great in the fight. He didn't even look gassed. I just want to put that out there. By the fifth round, at the end, Frankie Edgar didn't look gassed. He didn't even look defeated. You, he probably thought he won two of the three, two of the five rounds, honestly. And as I and as you stated, I gave him one of them, and I could have been that guy and been like, not nah, all five rounds to Max. I don't care how anybody else a fight, but I was trying to be as honest as
1: possible. So, you know, I thought it can, was a... can let, let's just let, let's just let's just do it this way. You're going to... no matter what's going to happen, you're going to be partial to Max cuz the Hawaiian love you have. Always. I mean, that's not a hidden secret. But but that's also going to be your you're you're the LeBron fans of MMA wrestling. I love Hawaiian fights. You know what? BJ Penn is still gonna be champion one day. That, that's hey. what you remind me. <laughs> first, first and foremost, that's what you remind you know me. that's of. not true. You know
0: that that's not true because every no, time that, B.J. Penn, but every time B.J. Penn comes up to a fight every other I have never picked B.J. Penn to win a fight. Recently, every other fighter
1: though.
0: I mean, every other Hawaiian fighter though. You know what I mean? Well, every McFarlane. The, it's, okay, it, it's, so let's dig into that. It's, it's, McFarlane no, is no, the no, champion no, no. at at Bellator right now. McFarlane is a champ. And yes, when Travis Brown was fighting, of course I took Travis Brown. Travis Brown had just beaten Alistair Overeem and he was still knocking dudes out and then he switched camps and that whole disaster happened. And in his last fight, I didn't pick Travis Brown to win the fight. Didn't have it. Didn't didn't pick him. And same thing with BJ Penn. I'm a realist about it. Kendall Grove is the same way. When Kendall Grove came through and was boxing or in the MMA fights... If I didn't think he was going to win the fight, I didn't pick him in the fight. But there are times where I've picked Kendall Grove. Chris Lieben is a, is another perfect example. When Chris Lieben was in, Chris Lieben in bare knuckle boxing. I don't even remember if I picked him. I think I might have picked him in that fight. But towards the end of his career in MMA, I didn't pick him. Because I knew other fighters were better out there. And when he fought Uriah Hall, and he got knocked, he got he got knocked silly. I mean, he got he didn't get knocked out, but when he got knocked, took a knock by Uriah Hall in the first round. He asked the guys, "Hey, is the fight over?" They're like, "No, it's the second round." He's like, no, we're done," and he walked out. And I was like, "I was glad I didn't pick Chris Lieben for that fight because it was okay." So so crazy, really,
1: really. So at here 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 are, the, are, are Travis's last fights, and I believe all but one. You you picked Travis Brown to fight in the last four fights, okay? Of course, you picked Kane to beat Travis. Well, yeah. But you, you pick you picked Travis to beat Fabrizio Wardrum.
0: Yeah, I I can you definitely picked, picked, I can take that one. You picked Travis to beat Derek Lewis. I did, and what was the reasoning behind that? Because Derek Lewis tires out.
1: Well, that and Derek Lewis had a bad back. Yep, and then you picked him against uh, uh Olen Olen Olenicky. Olenic. Olenick. I'm just saying that you're I, and, I, and and I didn't want to get into this because I knew there was gonna be a, a a rant between us. And <laughs> I'm just saying you're you're partial to the Hawaiian fighters, like I'm partial to Nebraska fighters. The thing is, is we can be real and and be very uh, understanding of how great uh, of a speed Frankie Edgar had thank Frankie Edgar had ten years ago compared to now. Matt, I just—it's so hard to say that Max will be able to defend it. That's like saying, "Oh, LeBron James can can lock down uh, MJ," when we know that's not true. Okay. We know it's very untrue. Okay. But... Then then if you want to use that argument,
0: BJ Penn was not the same BJ Penn then when Frankie Edgar fought him at um Abu Dhabi. I was a realist. I had taken Penn because I didn't know who Frankie Edgar was at that time. Really, I didn't really know. And then he beat him. <laughs> and the next time I took Frankie Edgar cuz I was like, yo, like I just watched this guy dominate the best lightweight in the in the world at the time, but that's not the same BJ Penn. That wasn't the same BJ Penn. So are we just gonna caveat it by, oh yeah, like that wasn't that guy? Father Time caught up with BJ Penn, and that's why he lost the fight to Frank Edgar. No, if we're gonna acknowledge BJ
1: Penn, that... if BJ Penn Frank beat Frankie. If BJ Penn was five years younger when he fought at Frankie Edgar, I would say Penn would beat him. I Penn would would pound him. And then lick the blood off his off, off his gloves like he did before. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is 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 we got to be real here and understand. Ten years ago, Frankie versus now Max, it's not going to take 15 times to take Max down because he's not going to be that slow. And I will give you that. And I'm I'm
0: and probably Frankie goes three of five, but Max Holloway still stands up. We would still be having the same conversation about the one takedown that he got on uh, max cuz we can't take away the fact that Frank, <laughs> our Max Holloway isn't strong because we've watched him move other people while being in the positions whether he's against a cage or he's pushing into a clinch he's always making a guy move
1: who's the who is the real last wrestler that Max Holloway is or Max Holloway is dustin the real true wrestler and it's not the brazilian jiu-jitsu or the Muay Thai kind of fights. Who's the real wrestler? Pettis. Who?
0: Pettis. Showtime. Showtime's game is based on. Anthony
1: Pettis isn't a wrestler. He says that he's a wrestler. <laughs> like, uh, l- let's go look at Anthony Pettis's uh, <laughs> a card real quick. No, and I'm gonna break this down for you. I mean, you can Anthony break Pettis this down all you want. Cool. <laughs> Anthony Pettis is definitely not a wrestler. He, he he has good ground game. Don't get me wrong, but his ground game is the is the Brazilian is the is the Brazilian jiu jitsu. It's not the same thing as wrestling. I'm talking like a Chad Mendes wrestling, a Frankie Edgar wrestling. The, the guys that actually wrestle. I mean, he just beat the Edgar. the Henry Cejudo. The Henry Serratos, the the DCs, the the uh, the. Uh, but those are, funky okay, Those two names. Those, okay, now
0: that's the, three wrestlers. names. You're throwing wrestlers. three names of elite wrestling guys. Frankie Edgar is one of those guys. Don't tell me he's not. Don't tell me that Frankie. He's Edgar not is one of those guys. guys right
1: now. He's not an elite wrestler right now. Thirty-seven year old Frankie Edgar is definitely not an DC elite wrestler. Is Forty. Twenty-seven year old Frankie. DC is forty years old. And when was the last time DC wrestled somebody to the ground and kept him on the ground?
0: Did he not did he not do that to um God dang it, now you're gonna now you're gonna go make me go look and now we're having have this discussion about wrestlers.
1: Are, are you gonna say that he he took down uh 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 Gustavson over and over and over?
0: And, Didn't and, he and beat Oz because... o- 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 Then he, he just took him down and just beat him down. And then it was like, get back to the mid car, youngster. Some trash-ass response. Um, Anthony Johnson. How many fight. times did he take That's, down uh... Anthony Johnson in that fight?
1: Oh, against uh, Vulcan Against Daniel Cormier at 220.
0: Man, we don't have time to re-research all these fights. DC DC TKO'd him. That's that's not what I said, but cool that we can acknowledge that. He did take him down, though, and then he started beating him from the top, and that's how he got the TKO. He didn't get the TKO off his feet. He took him straight to
1: the ground. Two two of three. That was what what he, he did. Two of three for takedowns.
0: And that was last year. Him being 39 years old. I don't want to hear an excuse for Frankie Edgar being 37. If you were going to define it, you could be like, well, as featherweights get older or lightweights get older, they, they lose the speed. And I'll give you that. But the thing is, and here's my caveat to this, and I really want to acknowledge this. Frankie Edgar has to gain weight to be at 145. He's a true 135 pounder. When he drops down at... Drops down to bantamweight, down to
1: Bant-
0: he will be a monster again, and I feel like he'll be able to battle. I don't know if he'll, I don't know how well he's gonna do. I know he'll be able to battle with guys like Ray Borg, but I don't know if he's gonna beat Henry sahuto I can't, I can't say that. I'm just saying that if you look at it, man, it's just right there. Like he's gonna be a monster. Like you, I don't, I don't understand. Like. You know, he fights, he fought at 155, he was a champ, he dropped down to 145, he has to gain weight to get there, and now he's going to drop to, he has a possibility going down to 135 to fight, I don't, I'm not trying to take anything away from Frank Yeager, I feel like excuses are being made for him, because he's still an elite competitor, like his cardio game keeps him in that elite conversation, and yeah, towards rounds 4 and 5, his takedown game was pretty sluggish, but... He was probably defeated in a mindset because he was like, Yo, like every time I try to shoot a takedown, Max outpowers me. And it is what it is at that point. But he delivered a lot of good strikes in the in the in the contest. Like he was able to move it in and out of pocket. Unfortunately, Max has great boxing and he can defend well and
1: that's what he did. It is what it is we I'm over this conversation. We've got to <laughs> move on. Um that put us to that put us at a monthly total uh and right meow, we said at Cliff you went 5 and 0 oh, by the way. You ran the table and that got you to 17 and 8. I went 4 and 1 and Julie went 4 and 1, so I ended up at a tie of 17 and 8 and Julie at 14 and 11. That's
0: not I'm not gonna lie. that's not bad for us too. for a first time really going around with this. It's really cool that we are all able to pull that off, yeah, definitely. so with that being said, um, sorry for a rant about you know whatever that was. um we do have bills to pay, so we got to pay those bills, so uh, yeah, stand by and then uh hang out with us on the second half. Hey everybody, Cliff here with get to ko and I really hope you love what you're listening to. So did you know that you can get paid for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We just discovered it for ourselves. It's a free app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to this podcast. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast, and you earn a PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin into a gift card at places like Starbucks and Amazon, or if you're a good person you can donate that PodCoin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. You download the app right now on iPhone or Android, and I will have a special code just for you. Simply just use our code, THE KO. and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to us enough on there, you can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast, or virtually any podcast on Podcoin, and, and sign up with the code the KO. I swear it'll change the way you listen to podcasts. And we're back. So now that Anthony had to take a step away, kind of get a deep breath before we uh got into this next card, we have UFC on ESPN 5. Um there are six fights on this card, and our first fight. It's going to be Darko uh, Stoic versus Kennedy uh Anthony, who does Julie have in this fight?
1: I am pulling that up right now for her. And I believe she has Kennedy winning.
0: That's who I was thinking too. I think uh, I'm going to go with Kennedy on this fight. Who do you got?
1: I am too. Um. Uh- Uh, I know Darko's uh, 13-2, and and Kennedy's only had seven fights, but I think he's impressed me uh, with what I've seen with Kennedy. Yeah, I have
0: to to agree. So Scott Holtzman versus Dong Hyung Ma. Um, I think I'm going to go with Scott Holtzman in this one.
1: You're taking Holtzman?
0: Yeah, I'm going to take Holtzman.
1: And Julie has Holtzman as well. And I got Holtzman as well.
0: There we go. All taking Holtzman. So moving to the next fight, we have Trevin Gills versus Gerald uh Mirkochek. Uh cheer it. So I think I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Gerald in this one.
1: You're going Gerald, Julie has uh, uh Giles. And, uh... Oh, you got... Gerald. And I got, uh... A... Oh, that's a hard one. I'm gonna go Giles as well. Okay. And there's
0: where the game begins. <laughs> yeah. So, our next fight out, we have Joaquin Silva versus perast Um... I think this is, is going to be a close fight. I'm going to go with uh, Silva in this
1: fight. Julie has Nazareth, and I got Silva. Okay. And there we go.
0: Um, For a co-main event, I'm kind of excited for this fight. I don't know how you feel about it. Jim Miller versus Clay Guida. Um, Clay is coming off of that big win against BJ Penn. I don't know if I'd call it a big win. Actually, now that I think about it. Um, And Jim. What is Jim's last fight? Jim is coming off of a win against Jason Gonzalez. I'm going to take... I'm going to take Clay Guida in this fight. Uh, We
1: all got Clay Guida on this fight.
0: And then our main event... We have Colby Covington versus Robbie Lawler. Anthony, who did Julie pick? Julie's got Robbie. And what about you, good
1: sir? Uh, We're not going to dive into my mixed emotions on this. Uh, I am going for Robbie, although I am picking (laughs) Colby. So you're taking Colby? Yes, but I'm going for
0: Robbie. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I get it. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Um, uh, My my fighter, uh, the person I'm picking, is coming out to the greatest theme song ever. Let's go. I'm taking Colby Covington as well.
1: (laughs) I don't want to get sued. You know how lame for that. I'm just gonna <laughs> let you know that you are super lame for that. I don't. I don't care. I really don't care.
0: <laughs> I really do want Robbie Lawler to win this fight, though. But I am picking Kobe Covington because he's coming out to Kurt <laughs> Angle's theme.
1: <laughs> That's the only reason you're picking him is because of the theme. That- that legitimately is the only reason why I'm picking him. But Like, like if we break this down, does, does Robbie have enough to stop uh, Kobe from mulling him like he always, like Kobe does?
0: The thing about Robbie is that he has a 74-inch reach. He's got the 2-inch reach advantage over Kobe Covington. He's got a great chin. We know that. We know that Robbie loves to move in and out. The one thing about Kobe, though, is that... I just feel like after his big win against RDA, he's beaten Damian Maya, who's another great wrestler. Um, he's beaten Barbarina, um, who was just a massive brawler. It's just something weird about him, you know. Um, and his, these are his last 6 fights, man. He's just he's dominated by by decision. He beat Mac Griffin by TKO. I just I just keep seeing him rise up in the game he he has no fear um Robbie uh, needs this I win really was <laughs> that but Robbie really needs this win um i just don't i just don't see it happening in this matchup and i just i like him like i said i I could break this fight down and be honest, but a loss to r d a and a loss to ben Askren like, Colby's not the dude that you're going to get your next win on, so unfortunately, that's why I'm
1: going to be going with Colby. I, uh, I, here's my, here's the reason I'm going for, for, uh, for Robbie. I love Robbie as a fighter. I like who he is. Even after Herb Dean stopped the fight early against Ben Askren, he, he was cool with it. I guess, uh, oh, things happen, he said. "Should happen. But, Covington I was a fan of until he called, like, the Brazili- Brazilian nation filthy animals. Uh, he's an idiot. God awful. I just don't like him. I'm really hoping Robbie knocks him out. So then he doesn't. He just can't wear the, the title around saying, I'm the champ. I'm the champ, 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 champ. I'm the champ.
0: Yeah, I do. I... I... I don't want that either, I'm going to be honest. But as he did get a win over RDA, that is someone who um, Robbie Law- Robbie Lawler lost in decision to. So that's why I kind of think this is an X factor. And it's not like it was a big difference because this was like a year apart from the fights. And that's why I think Colby's going to win this fight because he's he's still going to be hungry. Uh, Robbie has something, has something to prove. But unfortunately, man, I just think Colby just he just has this crazy toughness about him that he knows he can he can go in there and win. So I don't see Robbie winning this fight, but possibly his next fight, whoever that may be. That's why I think Robbie gets back on the winning tracks.
1: Yep, I feel you.
0: And not to mention that Tyrone Woodley who is when it comes to grappling that's another guy that we could talk about for days he um he he lost or he beat Robbie uh, Robbie Lawler lost to Tyrone Woodley by KO it's just it's crazy man the the whole world just kind of the way it works out and you know he's been he's lost his last three of four you know to top notch fighters I mean he did beat Donald Cerrone I just don't think he's gonna beat Colby Covington yeah, I feel. So, as much as I want to joke about it, I mean, you're like, the only reason why you're picking him is because of the Kurt Angle's theme. Yeah, you're right. But I can also back up why I want to pick Colby
1: Covington as well. <laughs> I definitely understand that. Um, well, we'll hopefully, hopefully we'll be proven wrong and Colby uh, Kobe- We'll get shut up for a little bit. (laughs) You're right. Um,
0: Hey, actually, so I don't know if you happen to see or not, or saw or not. um, Today, uh, Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan podcast, the Joe Rogan Experience, uh, released his his podcast with uh, Anthony Ruiz on it. So... If you're looking for something else to listen to after this, um, obviously go listen to some of the other stuff that Franken Culture has. But it was a great listen, and I'm, I was very surprised to listen to Anthony Ruiz. Like the way, the way he is very humble and as a family man, and that his next fight is going to be Anthony Joshua. It's it's going to be awesome.
1: Yep, I definitely understand that. Um, who knows?
0: Who knows? But with that being said, Anthony, why don't you um, give him your Lincoln love?
1: All right. Um, my Lincoln love. I'm not. I don't have anything for Lincoln love. What I do want to jump into is um, a little bit bigger than Lincoln, Nebraska. It's 22 veterans die every day. To to. I they can't win mentally and emotionally. Um, what I want to shout out is this business that I've entered. I'm gonna call it that, and it's not a hobby. It's it, I'm not. It, it, it's sort of a hobby, but I'm not getting paid to do it. But it's a group called Vet to Vet Life Crisis Team. It's a group of individuals. A lot of them are out of out in Arkansas together. But they have broken down the United States map into regions. And and we have re- they have region leads to who who report to the board and they have state leads, which I'm the state lead in Nebraska. Um I just wanna give them a shout out here because If it wasn't for them trying to do this, there might not be much. These guys are out here getting involved. Just there's so much going here with that. Like I can't even explain it because of what they do, but just know that we monitor Facebook pages and other social media pages and. When we see, like, a veteran that's in a crisis, like, down in the blues and they, and they're, they're, they feel like there's nothing there for them and they want to, to harm themselves, we reach out. We reach out as a group in numbers and we try to get a hold of this person or this person's family and do other things to help stop this this number of 22 going on per day and try to lower that number down um they have they have big things going down in arkansas uh here in lincoln i'm i'm going to be doing some big things i am definitely building a team out here in nebraska and hopefully we can get the governor pete rickett involved with a meeting so we can make this known because we need to we we need to make this vet-to-vet life crisis team blow up and get numbers to help this, to help our men and women of uh, that have chosen to put their life on the line to help this country. And they deserve the utmost respect and help that they can get. And so that's what I want to talk about is the vet life crisis is in what we do.
0: That's awesome, man. Like, yes, um, it is very noble of you to do what you do. So I don't, I want you to know that it's a very appreciative of what you do. So thank you, Anthony, for doing that for the troops.
1: Definitely. I want to thank that team that out there. Now, uh, now, I'm going to give my social media plug, but before I do that, I do want to reach out and say that as we have social media plug, if you need to talk to us, you don't have to be a veteran. You can be some guy on the street that heard about a podcast and, and somehow got our information. And you need to reach out. Reach out. Cliff and I and Julie as well all suffer from PTSD of some sort. We're here. We might not answer immediately, but we'll get back to you shortly. And we're here to talk to you. And if you want to talk to me on my social media, you can follow my Instagram at anthonyluon1985. Or you can follow my Twitter and Snapchat at aluhan 1985 Add me. I'll add you. Let's send some freakies. And as
0: always, you guys can find me on all your favorite social media platforms at cm underscore Miller 85. So we're talking about Viero We can talk about Facebook. We can talk about Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, discord, wherever you feel you guys can find me. You guys can also find me here on get the KO as well as Franken cultures, Franken And of course, nerds at the round table. So you guys give us a listen, tell us what you guys think, leave a comment and, uh, yeah, we'll make sure we try to respond to you guys to, as quickly as possible. So with that being said, Anthony, why don't you tell him bye?
1: First off, we miss you, Julie.
0: Miss you, back Julie. back
1: on the podcast right meow, but 22.
0: And as always, good fight and good night.